episode was brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Dave, Greg Bench, Ryan, Dan, Ian Urza, Kevin, James, Ashley, Greg Morrison, Earl, Raul, Joel, Greg Russell, Brian, Stefan, Amy, Ian West, and Dre. Stick around for an extended shout-out at the end. Now on to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. I am your co-host, The Father, a.k.a. Pastor Matt, and I am joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick, Jackson the Sun, and if a crude mixture of NSYNC and Limp Biscuit sounds repugnant to you, maybe skip this era of the Halloween franchise. <laughs> but personally, today marked my fourth rewatch, so what does that tell you about me? Oh, yeah, and be sure to listen to our episode of Retro Movie Geek when it drops at the end of October. And I don't know if Gilman Joel left it in, but we, we called him out for his 90s reference. It was almost like getting jiggy with it. But anyway, we are a spoiler podcast. We do spoil the movies we discuss. And today we are in the midst of our Halloween slash Michael Myers franchise review. And we have a double bill of Halloween H20 from 1998. All right, nothing to fear. The coast is clear. Nothing's missing. They did a real number on your office. My office? There's crap everywhere. Out. There's a strange car parked down at the gate, but I can't seem to find any signs of trespassing. What are you doing? Hey. I'm just gonna go find John. Resurrection from 2002. <laughs> to do this right, we called in a, a returning guest, the roller derby coach with the most, returning to the podcast, the awesome Amy Swan. How are you, Amy? I'm doing great. After, especially, I, I shouldn't be after these movies. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, here we go. We will begin with Halloween H2O, and the IMDb synopsis reads, Laurie Strode, now the dean of a Northern California private school with an assumed name must battle the shape one last time eh, as the life of her own son hangs in the balance. So, Amy, when did you first see Halloween H2O? Uh, actually, I was late to the game with H2O. I only saw it probably about five years ago because I don't know if it just – I had a spot where – I was kind of like Wolfman Josh, where I was kind of like jaded with horror for a while and right. didn't really, when this was, you know, you, we got inundated with uh, the trailers, with that whole scene mm -hmm. of Corey and Michael seeing each other. And it was just, 
I was done. I hadn't seen it. And I finally was like, you know what? I, I got to go back and watch it. And I watch it. I actually don't. Well, spoiler on that. I actually don't mind this one too much. There's a lot of things wrong with it. But overall, I think it's pretty decent. Okay. I, Jackson, what about you? When did you first see Halloween H2O? I, f- I first saw it uh, along with the rest of the Halloween franchise in 2018 on DVD. Uh, and I remember really liking it uh, because I'd, I'd seen Scream for the first time really recently, and I was just on a 90s kick, and I, I really enjoyed it. I You know, I'm, I'm kind of with Amy. I still enjoyed it this time around. I didn't hate it, uh, and that, that makes me happy that I don't hate 100% of the movies that we're talking about on this episode like I did last time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, and again, same thing goes. You know, I talked about this pretty much with every Halloween movie except for the first two. DVD quality, best way to watch these movies. Really, you think? Okay, okay. Well, maybe not for Halloween 2018, but come on, Halloween six. We don't need a 4K. <laughs> I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know about that. But anyway, I, I saw this on opening night. I was so pumped because Jamie Lee Curtis was back, and Kevin Williamson. You know, the the mind behind Scream was involved. August fifth. 1998, I was 26 years old, saw it at the Cinemark Theater in Ashland, Kentucky, 7 o'clock show. I saw it that night. So let's talk about the plot and the screenplay. Um, We open with Nancy Stevens returning as Nurse Chambers, who had apparently been caring for Dr. Loomis in his last few years. And Michael, you know, she comes home and finds her home has been broken into And two teenagers, one played by a very young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, volunteer to investigate, and they steal her beer. But Michael is hiding and has discovered in Loomis's files the location of Lori Strode, who has faked her death and is living with her son at a posh California boarding school under the name Carrie Tate. And we can talk about the cast later, but of course, Michael shows up and havoc ensues. Amy, what do you think about this? I mean, they they basically scrapped Halloween four through six. They jumped from two to here. She's faked her death, you know, and so here's what we're given. What do you think of the plot? I actually think it's pretty, it's, it's, a, it's a good plot. It's a good way to go. It's pretty much 2018 to a certain extent, except for that they keep the, Lori and, and Michael are still brother and sister. It's, she's she's right. doesn't um, she's tough and she's got but she's got issues with alcohol and possibly drug abuse and mm-hmm. you know she's kind of uh, her, her family. You know, obviously she's divorced and apparently there was um, the former screenplay had the she left her daughter for so they were gonna kind of talk about uh god i get danielle harrison danielle harris uh, yeah. yeah with her involvement with the the movies uh for another screenplay had that involvement am, am i wrong with that have you no, guys heard that you're right yeah if you read and i've said this before the the books taking shape one and two kind of cover all the different productions the halloween movies and all the proposed sequels and and so forth and yeah they initially wanted to have danielle harris involved and of course there were like there are like three screenwriters involved in this two that are credited robert zappia and matt greenberg the third kevin williamson screen doctored this but he didn't take a credit for it but you know i think it was kevin williamson's call and by that time 
he had a lot of pull with the Weinsteins, who are human garbage, but anyway, he had a lot of pull with the Weinsteins because Scream and Scream 2 and I Know What You Did Last Summer were such big hits. And so, you know, he was able to convince them, let's just ignore 4, 5, and 6, and let's go back to 2, and we'll start from there. But initially, you're right, the other screenwriters, Zappi and Greenberg, wanted to bring in the Jamie character and somehow incorporate 4, 5, and 6. It didn't pay off, but we got this. And so, you know, did, did it throw you for a loop when you saw it? And it's like, Jamie, just Daniel Harris's character, just, these are just all disappeared? Or did you know about it? No, I knew about it. I knew that she, she, uh, I, I, again, since I saw it so late, I pretty much had seen the movie just because of spoilers in the ether, you know, just right. being out. There. So I kind of knew almost everything that was going to happen. So it didn't come to a shock to me. I do feel like, I feel, I do feel bad that, um, cause I actually did see four in the theater and still remember how, how impressed I was with Daniel Harris as a yep. little kid. And she, even though I'm not like, I, I don't hate the Rob Zombie Halloweens, but I don't love them, but she perfectly fine actress. So having her yeah. involved would have been, you know, fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Jackson, what about you? What do you think of the plot? Uh, I think the plot is, is great. I mean, of, of course, ignoring the Thorn uh, uh, storyline is, is probably a good idea. I think they were halfway there uh, with kind of just making a direct sequel to Halloween 2. I think that was a good idea. Where I think they faltered a little bit is keeping that brother-sister relationship. I think that 2018 made the right call in just saying that that was an urban legend. I think that they were they were so close to greatness. Uh, but then again, you know, they wanted to keep the, the references and elements of Halloween 2 uh, in there, so they had to keep the brother and sister thing, which is just, it's so tragic that Halloween 2 has that in it, because without that, it's just a perfect sequel. I think that's that's the one place where it goes mm -hmm. wrong. And they wanted to keep, like, like we see Michael lift uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend with a knife and a callback to the nurse from Halloween 2. So they wanted those callbacks and references to Halloween 2. They wanted to keep that movie canon, but they had to work around the brother and sister thing. And I think that they should have just they should have just done what Halloween 2018 uh, eventually uh, had the guts to do. But uh, yeah, plot wise, I think that it was a good call to, like I said, ignore the thorn thing and bring it back to basics. If they would have reincorporated the Jamie character, that would have been confusing because canonically Jamie Lee Curtis is dead in Halloween Four. Right. So I'm not really sure how that would work. They they could maybe say that she was in hiding, witness protection. Maybe um, they could have worked her around that way, and then they. I they think reunite. that's where they were going initially. Was that she had given up the child to fake her death yeah yeah and, and, oh, and to protect could, both of them and that could have been an interesting uh storyline like she started this new life uh this new tate you know tate family she's got her son and maybe her son and her daughter from her previous life you know they're kind of clashing you know they're they're it's like there's a little family drama there um, but I think maybe that would have crowded the movie a little too much. But I, I think the plot is is good. It's a solid sequel. Uh, and you can definitely see that the Kevin Williamson, I mean, th there's scream all over this movie. Yeah, he he definitely had a heavy hand in it. And the Weinsteins want his, wanted him heavily involved until they had their falling out before Scream 3 and, and Cursed and all that other kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think he called it right here. I, I, I'm with Amy. I love Halloween 4. We discussed this. I tolerate Halloween 5 
Halloween 6 has come up a little bit for me, as we discussed. But, you know, Donald Pleasance had passed away. The Thorn thing had become very tricky. The Curse of Michael Myers had not been a success at the box office. And so Kevin Williamson, I think, made the right thing because I think he saw you. I, I agree with you, Jackson. I, I, I agree with you, buddy, that, you know, the sister thing, just as Quentin Tarantino says, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make it any scarier. You need to get rid of that. So I understand why Halloween 2018 went that route. Um, but Kevin Williamson, to his credit, he kept it in because he liked Halloween, too. And the fans liked Halloween, too. We liked Halloween, too. And that's why he kept it in. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and at this point, I mean, we've we said this before. Uh, if you like Halloween 2, if you want to keep that, it's choose your own adventure. You know, you could just choose to end it after Halloween 2, or you could continue to H2O, or you could just ignore Halloween 2, Halloween 2018, or you could go with the Thorn storyline. So it's really choose your own adventure. It's whatever you like to think this, the story is. You can, you can, and I guess I appreciate Kevin Williamson for that. I mean, giving us the option to believe whatever we want to believe. Yeah, and this, and to his credit, this movie was very, very successful. I mean, Curse of Michael Myers was a box office bomb, but this thing was made for $17 million and made over $70 million. So that's and a it, big success. I mean, the first, I mean, even Halloween 2, the first Halloween 2 didn't match uh, that those box no. office numbers. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, this definitely was, and you could tell people were appreciating. I mean, they they horror movies were cool again, right? So that, that I think that's the reason that that it did so well. Yeah, and so directed by Steve Miner, you know, who's known for Friday Thirteenth Part Two and Three, as well as Warlock and House and comedies like, oh boy, Soul Man. But uh, um, he had worked with Jamie Lee Curtis on Forever Young in 1992, and she recommended him after. And if you needed any more reason to hate the Weinsteins, John Carpenter offered to direct this movie. Deborah Hill was going to come back to be involved in this movie. And so Carpenter said, OK, give Deborah and I $10 million or give us a percentage of the gross and final cut. And the Weinstein said no. Now, uh Steve Miner, with the exception of getting the mask wrong, I thought he did a good job. But when I watch this movie, I wince when I think that Deborah Hill and John Carpenter could have been involved again. Amy, am I wrong? No, I I, I had heard because John Carpenter was uh, kind of, well, he's never been not grumpy. He's right. famously grumpy. Before. But um, he was apparently saying that he had gotten kind of screwed out of some of the money and, and was mm -hmm. saying, look, you know, kind of kind of make up for it by doing this and paying us what we're worth, which $10 million for the Weinsteins would have not even matter to them. So yeah, and, and, and going from this movie was supposed to be a VHS release straight to DVD uh. or whatever, and then going to getting Jamie Lee Curtis and being able to get the original director and writer, and you're gonna turn it down? Yeah, it's if there's not enough, like you said, out there to hate the wine scenes for this is just icing on the cake. Yeah, especially just give him, you know, he would have taken a percentage of the gross. What does that cost you? If it's a if it's not a hit, he gets nothing. If if it's a hit, he just gets a percentage. And, and John Carpenter, by that time, people had come back. Come, 
I shouldn't say come back around, had come around to appreciating him. Right. You know, especially the earlier stuff, you know, there was a time that people did not appreciate him. But by this time, people were like, yeah, uh, he is about not just one, not, not just two, but you can argue three to four masterpieces. And, and Absolutely. His, his name would have brought people much less, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis obviously would, but if you put John Carpenter's Halloween back out there, it, it, people would have lost their minds. Oh, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, and, and be, as you said, because by this time, especially after Scream, People had rediscovered, you know, Halloween. Kevin Williamson was all over the media talking about what a great, you know, director John Carpenter is, what a gr what great writers Deborah Hill and John Carpenter are. You know, he, he would gush about, you know, the dialogue in Halloween, the original because of Deborah Hill and all this kind of stuff. And you can get Deborah Hill, John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis back together. And you say no, because you want to keep it low budget. I just want to kick Harvey Weinstein in the groin. Um, but anyway, Jackson, do you, are, are you with me on that? I, I feel two ways about it. I think if they had given John the movie and they just give him the keys to the kingdom, it would have been great. You know, H2O would have been a, a classic. But uh, what I fear would have happened is they're like, okay, John, you can have one percent of the of the net, and uh, and yeah, you you can direct it, but we're gonna be sending you notes, and we're gonna need to see the dailies every day, and we're gonna be controlling it, and that's what I would have feared, you know, would have happened if if John had gotten behind the camera, and that would have alienated alienated him completely from the franchise. I fear that he wouldn't have endorsed Halloween 2018 down the road. So I don't know if I honestly if I w would want that because I think Halloween H2O turned out okay. It turned out a good sequel. And I feel like like they really wouldn't have given uh, Carpenter the space he needed if he would have directed Halloween H2O. That said, I still want to see that. I, I yeah. still want to see if they if he can do it now, you know, that'd be great. I would really like to see that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 happy with the movie we got. If if uh, John Carpenter had done it, great. If Deborah Hill had, had come back, great. But I fear that they would have meddled too much. Well, let me go back to my original question, which so given the movie we got with Steve Miner, and I think people of this podcast know that I'm a fan of Steve Miner for nothing else that he directed Friday 13th Part 2, which I adore. Um, but I, I think, like I said, with the exception of the mask, which they CGI'd around with and all kinds of crap, I think Miner did a pretty good job. Amy, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, you know, you, this movie, to be honest with you, you could nitpick it to death. You know, yeah. you could sit there and go, that doesn't line up or that doesn't. But if you, you know, for uh, considering, especially what you're coming from to getting this, it's, it's friggin' a masterpiece. It's, it's, yeah. you're talking, it's Casablanca, you know, compared to, <laughs> you know, four or five and six, you're getting, yeah. You are getting uh, not just a, a better story, but even the cinematography, the, yep. the, the, the camera work is just exceptionally so much better. It's, you know, lit better. It's, it's just a, overall, it's, it's a better movie. I, I have to say like, you know, this is a big contention for people. I didn't care for the music. Uh, that was hmm. a big thing. 
that I didn't, didn't really care for the, I guess there was a whole bunch of mishmashes stuff that happened that they, they had problems with the uh, deciding who was going to score the movie. They had yeah. two different scores. Apparently. Um, I'm sure that you were going to cover that part, but the, since we were just talking about, uh, you know, just overall, yeah, the mask was terrible. The, the, but the cinematography was better. I didn't, the music, but the story was better, uh, you know, and, and if I just picked this up and this had nothing to do with Halloween, I would still very much enjoy it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I agree. Even though I, I, the one kind of saving grace for me when we covered curse of Michael Myers, I liked the cinematography in it. I did not care for the cinematography in four and five at all. And you're right. This is a big step up, especially from five. It's a huge step up from five. Would you agree with that, Jackson? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I love the way this movie looks. I showed it to a friend about a year ago, and they said that they thought it looked dated. And I said, OK, is it does it look dated because of the cinematography or does it look dated because of the set design and the costuming and the hairstyles? Is that why? Because I think that's it. Uh, if, if this if if the same camera movements and the same film stock and the same lenses were used today with modern uh, fashion and modern set design and cars and whatnot, I don't think it would look dated because it is a very competent shot movie and you're right it, it it looks a lot better than than halloween 5 yeah halloween 6 was a step up from halloween 5 halloween 5 just looks so cheap i mean there's so many close shots and the editing yeah. was so stock and it was it was it so looks boring. direct to video it de yes definitely um and uh, and this this movie definitely it, it looks like a feature film you know this does look like an event film and and like it does look dated i don't think you can say that this looks like a new movie i mean josh hartnett's hair is enough to to solidly place well, this in 1998 according to, according to good morning america this morning the 90s nostalgia is back so you got that this is true yes yeah, so that that might be a plus that it looks right out of 1998 but uh, but yeah, I, I think that that Miner did a great job with this movie. Um, and uh, yeah, for me as well, Friday the 13th Part 2 is my second favorite of the entire franchise. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to see him in, in the Halloween, uh, doing a Halloween movie. Uh, I have to agree really quick with Amy about, about the music. Not a big fan of the music, especially the Creed song, uh, um, which is, uh, well, it's very of its time. Oh, uh, it? yes, it is. But yes, uh, it is. But yeah, but to very competently directed, um, and uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't fault uh, Steve Miner at all. He did, he did a great job. Well, let's talk about the cast. We have the scream queen back, Jamie Lee Curtis. She is just as smart and as tough as ever. But as Amy referenced earlier, she has PTSD. She self medicates with alcohol, perhaps with drugs, but. I thought that, with with the exception of a few scenes where I thought they could have done another take, I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was really good in this. What do you think, Amy? Oh, absolutely. She, she, except for for <laughs> Halloween Resurrection, she brings it every time. <laughs> <laughs> she she doesn't phone in her performance for sure. She and and I I think it's so nice and refreshing, and I and I'm sure you know I'm just. This has been done to death. This this movie, and I I am, but I'm you know preaching to a choir that Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, it was so nice to hear in interviews that she was coming back to this for the fans. This is her love letter mm -hmm. to the fans. That she 
that she, you know, got involved with it because after leaving horror and going on and having a big career that she wanted to say, hey, I still appreciate where I came from. Yeah. Because uh, she certainly did not have to do this movie. And No, you're right. right. She had a number of hits in the 90s. I mean, True Lies, My Girl 1 and 2, Forever Young. She wasn't doing badly in the 90s at all. No. No, she she definitely didn't. This was again. This was. It, it, she's not just blowing smoke when she says I, I came back to do it for the fans because she, there was no. Again, she was totally fine where she was in Hollywood. So it was very nice to see that 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 an actress does appreciate horror still does appreciate where they came from and and because it, it does get frustrating that you're like why why are you ashamed of what you started off with you know because uh, so mm -hmm. many people start off in horror and it is a, a, i think right now horror because of a24 and stuff you know you have your your highbrow horror but mm -hmm. um so people are starting to appreciate it more but i think that you know, stuff like we just talked about Malignant for a while that people are starting to appreciate the cheesy 80s and 70s horror again, too. Yep. So maybe there'll be a resurgence of like these people who, you know, like Michelle Williams will come back and not be, be embarrassed about where they came from with the horror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And you're right. I loved um, when I was rewatching a lot of special features and stuff like this for this franchise review when... Jamie Lee did Whorehound in Illinois, Indianapolis, many years ago. And all the proceeds went to St. Jude. But, you know, she's signing knives and posters. And, and you know, there was this, like, huge line. And, and she only had, like, her agent had set this thing up. was like, she's only going to be there three hours. And she was like, no, 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 no. There's still people in line. I'll be here till I, I see everybody. I'm not leaving here until I sign everything everybody wants, answers their questions, all kind of stuff. You know, she showed a lot of love for the fans. God bless her. Yeah, she she just does seem like one of the few in Hollywood that truly never seems to be putting on an act. Like right. when you see her in interviews or or you know in in uh magazine articles or whatever behind the scenes. She genuinely seems like she's that person. Yeah. I, I don't I, think that she puts up front. I I agree. Absolutely agree. Jackson, what do you think of her performance? Well, I, I think she's great in this movie. I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. And um, yeah, I, th I think she did a great job in this movie. She's basically, you know, just, just playing a more functional version of her character in, in Halloween 2018. She's basically mm -hmm. playing the same role. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I do appreciate her, her going back to her roots and, and wanting to, to kill off the franchise for good the right way. Um, because I'm, I'm sure it was frustrating for her. I can imagine her showing up uh, opening day for Halloween 6 and just sitting down and being like, oh boy, what is this? <laughs> um, so I, I, I do appreciate her wanting to come back. And, and even though it was planned from the beginning that, that Michael would not stay dead after this movie, uh, I, I appreciate her wanting the fans to think that he was dead because she was like, give them some hope. You know, I, I needed that when I was, when I was watching these movies. 
Um, so yeah, and I think she does a good job in this movie with her performance. There are a couple things that I thought were weird. Um, like she says, do as I say twice. She references that that line from the original twice, which I was like, right. okay, yeah, we get it. Uh, and that's a screenplay problem, but they could have cut out one of those. Uh, to her credit, she's just as intense both times. She's given it her all both times. Um, yeah, but, she delivers um, it with force. I mean, if she oh, said yeah. that to me, I would go. Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you don't back talk her. She, no. you do what she says. You do as, do as she say, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I thought I thought she did a great job, and um, and yeah, obviously she's embraced horror a lot recently. Um, I'm sure she's getting offers to do other stuff, but uh, you know, horror is working out for her. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, back I, when she did the Scream Queen um, television series and then agreed to do Halloween 2018, she said she had made peace with the fact that her obituary would read. Jamie Lee Curtis, star of Halloween, Scream Queen. Right. And like, I, I just, you know, I've grown to accept that and and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And she she seems like a like a great person. I, I second that. Uh, my opinion of her is very high. So, yeah, I, I, I love her and everything. And and this is, you know, she is what saved this movie from being, you know, straight to straight to VHS, straight to DVD, you know, bargain bin type thing. I mean, her presence I, I agree that if we had gotten Deborah Hill and, and John Carpenter back, it would have really sold it as as authentic. But her being here is 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 really really nice, and it makes it makes you feel like your your time isn't being wasted. You know what I mean? You feel yeah. like this is an official Halloween movie. Yeah, I agree. So we also have um, Carrie slash Lori's love interest, played by Adam Arkin, who I think is a great character actor who is the son of an amazing character actor, Alan Arkin, who Jackson, you will know, uh, was the villain in Wait Until Dark, which we covered with our buddy, the great Andre in Freaks and Psychos, remember? Yes, yes, one of my favorite performances of all time. Uh, yeah, I, th I, I honestly think that uh, I could have used a little bit more. Maybe if Adam Arkin had 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 a leather jacket and little sunglasses, that would have really sold it for me. <laughs> there you go. Well, he plays Mr. Brennan, uh, but he was also in, horror fans will remember, he was in Larry Cohen's werewolf horror comedy, Full Moon High, uh, though most people will remember him from Chicago Hope. So, Amy, what do you think of Adam Arkin? He's not in it that much, but I mean, again, he... He was perfectly fine. You believed the relationship. They, he didn't overshadow or or draw attention away from anything. He fit fit like a glove. He's got a great dry sense of humor, right? Like when he's with the teenage girls, he's like, uh, "Sorry, I'm getting my nipples pierced tonight." <laughs> I love that line. I, I had that written down in my in my uh, in my notes. His delivery is what sells it because that's that's the stupid line. Like that's if I if I tried to get an actor to deliver that, it would not work out. But somehow Steve Miner and and uh, Adam Arkin pulled that off. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, I I I love Adam Arkin and everything that he's in. I love his father even more. I think just think he's brilliant. But we also have LL Cool J as Ronnie, the security guard. Um, now, before this, he hadn't done a ton of features, and the the thing he was most known, best known for before this was the Barry Levinson flop, Toys with Robin Williams. So don't call this a comeback. Sorry, I know my puns are getting really, really bad as I get older. Yeah, that but was, anyway. there was nothing. There were crickets there. I will edit. <laughs> I know. You go ahead and put in crickets. I love LL Cool J. 
I like him in anything he does. He just has that charisma, that, you know, kind of automatic likability where you're just automatically rooting for his character. Am I wrong, Amy? No, I I, I, I like LL Cool J in this. Just, again, he he has he does have a presence to him, but I was waiting for him to turn to the camera and say, like a shark fin. <laughs> oh, but he is back. He is going back to Cali in this one. But anyway, all right, Jackson. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't stop the puns. Stop me. Interrupt me. Tell me what you think of LL Cool J. Um, it's my pleasure to interrupt you. Don't worry. Um, I I love I love LL Cool J in, in this movie. I think he's a really really entertaining character. He's not a very good security guard. He, in fact, he's a terrible security guard. Uh, and and he's he's probably the dumbest character in the movie. I mean, he, but uh, but yeah, he's he's very charming. I like his rapport. With oh, I don't think he's dumb. I just don't think he he doesn't know anything. You know, unlike Adam Arkin, he's not given any information about what's going on. This is true. This is true. How's he supposed to know there's a serial serial killer? Exactly. Right. So, but I, you know, I think we can all agree that LL Cool J does a better job in this movie than Buster Rhymes does in the next one. But um, is that even a con? Like, can we? Is there even a comparison there? But uh, but yeah. Well, I, I, I just think LL Cool J just has whatever you want to call it. Is he has it? He's just got that like likability factor where you know where whatever he's playing, you're just rooting for him. Would you read his book? That's my question. Would you read the book he's writing in this movie? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I think in, in, a, in an age of Fifty Shades of Grey, I think it'd be a hit. Uh, I don't know. He changes his mind at the end. So, you know, maybe I'd read that book. But I love Ronnie in this. And I hate Adam Arkin for shooting him. So um, I like Ronnie. You don't like Ronnie? Or am I going to have to Jackson reference another LL Cool J rap song? Please do. Please do. <laughs> oh, I'm begging you. Oh, can, can you can you fit another one? Do you know another LL Cool J hit? I owned L. I owned the Less Than Zero soundtrack. I own Don't Call It a Comeback. Don't even tempt me. I will go completely Gilman Joel on you. Come on. I'm not, I, I, I don't want to have to edit those out, so let's just move on. <laughs> All right, the teenagers. We have Josh Hartnett in his first role, even though the faculty came out before this. He filmed Halloween H2O before the faculty. Um, so this was his first film experience. He plays John Tate, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's son. We have Michelle Williams as Molly. We have Adam Han Bird as Charlie. And we have Jody Lynn O'Keefe as Sarah, who went on to do a lot of TV, but I best remember the fact that she played Don Johnson's daughter on Nash Bridges while also dating Don Johnson in real life. Mm. I'll leave that there. Um, but what do we think of the teens, the four teens who are left behind in this uh, academy, Amy? What do you think? Uh, I, I thought everybody was really good. I mean, I, th there's a reason why... You know, the, especially Michelle Williams and, and Josh Hartnett went on to be what they were. And the other two were 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 very good. I, again, I, I overall the the acting from top to bottom mm -hmm. that everybody was was very good. I thought um, other this is going to be a controversial take, but other than Michael Myers, I did not Ooh. like whoever. Michael Myers this time around. I'm sorry, especially when uh, the whole 
when they were he was trying to stab uh, Josh Hartnett uh, through the fence with Michelle Williams. Uh, that part was like really. I don't think that Michael <laughs> Myers would. Sit, it just seemed really out of place. The whole, seemed a like, little stabby, desperate. Stabby. Seemed a little desperate yeah. for an experienced serial killer. Is what you're saying? <laughs> drove me cr- that that scene drove me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I I hear you, Jackson. What do you think of that scene? Uh it's goofy. It's definitely goofy. I think they were good. Were they were they going for like a Halloween two, like where he's just like swinging around wildly when he's blinded in Halloween two? Is that what they're going for? I I don't know. It's it's, it's just yeah. He I I'm gonna say just straight off the bat here. I'm I'm not a fan of Michael Myers in this movie either. I think not just because of his mask, which is inconsistent and sometimes CGI. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the performance either. And, and I mean, we, his eye acting, it's just so, it's just a lot. Yeah, I will actually go ahead and have a hot take. I think that the Michael Myers and Halloween Resurrection is better than this one. I don't entirely disagree. And that's that's another thing where it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a better movie, but Michael is better in different movies. Like, I think Michael is better in Halloween 6 than even Halloween 5, even though I think those movies are pretty much equal in quality. Yeah. What? Well, Jackson, what did you think about uh, our teen, you know, victims there? You know, we've got you've got Josh Hartnett, you got Michelle Williams, Adam Hanberg, J- Jody Lynn O'Keefe. What did you think of them? I, I think they do a, a solid job. The, the writing is very meta. It's very scream, obviously. I mean, that was the era. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like the teens. I They're not the point of the movie. Obviously, Jamie Lee is the main character. But um, but and and it's kind of funny because like we're, we're focused on them for so long, and then at the end it just kind of switches focus to to Lori. We just kind of forget about them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think they do a good job, and I love that 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 scene with the dumb waiter and and the kitchen. That it's just yeah, great great horror scenes there, and the aftermath with the girl's body strung up. That it, there so there's there's lots of I the characters are basically just I mean this is. No, this is not big news for a slasher, but they're basically just bodies. But, um, yeah, I think that their their rapport when they're alive is pretty good. Yeah, I liked them. Um, you know, I think they're fine. I've always liked Josh Hartnett, who is a hardcore horror fan, by the way. And Michelle Williams is a great performer. Um, we talked about Jody Lynn O'Keefe. Adam Han Bird, who played Charlie, left acting to become a TV writer and a pretty successful one. So good on him. But we have one other performance we've got to talk about, a cameo. Janet Lee, Jamie Lee's mother, the great actress from, in my opinion, the greatest film of all time, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's from 1960, which is referenced in several ways here with the music and the car. And this was her next to last performance. I loved it. Amy, what did you think of Janet Lee turning up in this? It, it it was perfect. The the yeah. the lines that were written, the chemistry. Obviously, it's it, it's mother and daughter. You know, it, just like father and son. Of course, no. they you know they had, <laughs> they had a great time with it, and they just didn't. You could tell that that they were enjoying playing for the crowd as much as we enjoyed watching it. I agree, Jackson. What about you? I, I love that scene. It's it's really sweet and uh, and it's a nice reference not only to Psycho and to horror movies in general and to them them being uh, mother and daughter, but it's also a nice reference to the original, the first Halloween, with uh, everyone deserves a good scare. 
Um, yeah. So lots of great stuff. It's a very nice and touching scene. I, I, I would be lying if I said part of me isn't rolling my eyes like, oh, it's very overt, isn't it? But if I was in the theaters in 1998, I would be clapping and cheering and probably squealing like a little girl. Because that's just a very, <laughs> as a horror fan, that's a really, really cool scene. Yeah. What do we think about the kills on this before we wrap up on this one? Um, Halloween isn't known for its kills as far as gore and so forth. I think it's pretty tame here. Uh, a lot of stuff off camera, but Amy, what did you think about the kills? Well, I was just uh, talking about it today that I, I think it's funny that Michael Myers has such a great sense of humor that, <laughs> you know, that he always seems to, you know, just about every movie he has to like do something um, unusual, like the, the kill where he decorates with Christmas lights and hangs her up. Right. And, you know, the the that's just it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see what's like in 2018 when they kills the cop and, you know, and and makes yeah. it a jack-o'-lantern head. It's just silly fun. And it's great. And I love that. And I thought all the kills were pretty, pretty decent for the most part. The, there was definitely some callbacks to other movies to, you know, straight up uh, just just good old-fashioned classic slasher kills. I agree. Jackson, what about you? Yeah, I, I think the kills were, were solid in this movie. I mean, there's never been a Halloween movie, I don't think, with, a, with at least one good kill. Uh, and this movie is no different. And I like that the throwbacks, um, it's, it's, it's definitely not as gory as it could be because that wasn't really the point, I feel, with these, these late 90s slashers. They, they were more about the story and about the... the uh, just the feel of it, the the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, there are some there are some quality kills. Um, Michael Michael was still he's still vicious. Maybe not as vicious as he was on Halloween too. But he's he's lost his edge a little bit. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's grown older after twenty he, years. He has grown older. Yes. So he's he's he he's not going to put in the effort to to dunk somebody in a boiling hot hot tub over and over again. He's just going to stab them. But uh, but yeah, I think there's some some good kills. It's not gory. Um, but you know, it's just, neither was the, neither was the first one. It's just classy. It's, it's, it's a, it's a Halloween movie. So what else do we want to talk about with Halloween H2O? What other notes do you have? Anything you want to bring up? Amy, you first. I, I think that we covered it pretty well. Like I said, is it, you know, it's one of these ones that even though certain things don't necessarily add up. I think that overall, you know, it, it sit down to watch it. It's it's a it's a solid, definitely a solid horror movie, regardless of being a Halloween movie and just being a Halloween movie. To think mm -hmm. of where they've come from to where they go to, I think that is as impressive as you know the the acting and and everything else in the movie. I agree, Jackson. What about you? Uh, I've just got one thing, and that's you know I, I'm wondering when the when the movie came out, what did you guys make of the title H20 Halloween 20 years later? Like, what was that confusing? Because that that does not sound like a very marketable movie. It, title. it wasn't confusing to me, and it made money, so I it it, it definitely seems weird that H2O is, is a member of the Halloween franchise. I still don't understand it. I mean, I get that obviously H two O the twenty, but I mean, I, I still don't. 
know, I did the whole thing of like water and whatnot. It just doesn't make sense to me still. I think they that, were, that was kind of silly. I, I know they were afraid to call it Halloween 7 because Halloween 6 was so bad. Or, and, right. and they didn't want to seem like it was just one and an and, and entry because it does ignore the previous ones. But we weren't at the era yet of just calling it Halloween and just doing a soft reboot type thing. So I guess right. this is what we get. Halloween, age 20, 20 years later. It's it's very, it's a very uh, wordy title. I, I didn't mind it. I remember thinking the same thing you did the first time. I thought it was on Halloween water. But then, you know, it clicked. It's like, oh, it's 20 years later. Okay. But I didn't mind because we had Jamie Lee back versus Michael Myers. That's what I wanted. And I thought it was an enjoyable film. So I didn't mind. I, I would have preferred I at some point that there was a working title of Halloween Revenge of Laurie Strode. Uh, I think that would have been a much better <laughs> title. The yeah, but of that course the have... marketing people were like, but do they remember who Laurie Strode is? <laughs> then make it I the Revenge it of, was... of Jamie Lee Curtis. That would have been good as well. <laughs> Wasn't this called Halloween Homecoming or am I make or am I – that that was that. applied. That title came up for several films. Um, okay. Halloween six, this one, and Halloween Resurrection. They toyed with using that for all three of those. Okay. So yeah, so that was I, kicked around quite a bit. Yeah. But, but I I have to say real quick that like that that this was before we're having all these soft reboots. How much balls it took for them to actually say we're not going to reference really you know three four five or six that, that we're gonna true. go to, that, that really took a lot of guts at that time it did i agree i and that was kevin uh, all you know praise to kevin williamson and the other two screenwriters who got together and and urged the weinsteins is let, let's look let's just ignore that and let's go fresh that i as far as i know hadn't been done before and i i i think it worked yeah so, yeah, all respect to them. So let's give our ratings and recommendations. I originally gave Halloween H2O when I rated on Letterboxd a 7.5, but I'm coming up to an 8 because I just find it a lot of fun. And I realize today I have watched this movie every Halloween since 1998 or 99, since it came out on video. So, and I own it. So, I got to go up to an eight. Uh, Amy, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to have to give it a seven. I'll say seven. That's solid. Uh, no, it's pretty. Yeah, I I definitely, you know, obviously if you're Halloween fans already have watched this, you know, and I, you know, going, if you're going to go, what are you going to show to your, to your kids? Of course, one and two. And, this one would definitely be on the list too with, you know, 2018, I believe my opinion that those are ones that for the franchise are a must watch uh, the rest of them, you know, they're, they're fine for what they are, but if you're going to just go for quality, uh, then I think that that is definitely in the conversation of having to watch. I agree. Jackson, what do you say? I'm I'm right there with Amy. I'm coming in at a seven out of ten. Um, I I think I originally had this at like an eight. It was it was higher, but yeah, objectively, I I'd say it lands closer to a seven because it is a very competent movie. And as far as Halloween sequels go, I mean, this is this is definitely one of the best. And you know, at this over this past rewatch, 
um, you know, Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and H2O is becoming my favorite timeline. I think that's becoming my favorite Halloween timeline. Now, it, Resurrection does technically fall after this. I was going to say, yeah. Chronology, but I'm just going to ignore that. I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull a, you know, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm, you know, choose my own adventure, whatever. It's Halloween, man. So I'm saying, I'm saying Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and H2O, it's it's not technically the the best. I would say that consistently you, you're probably going to go Halloween than Halloween 2018 and so far. Is the, is the best running timeline, but it's just so warm and fuzzy. It makes it makes me feel happy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to Halloween Resurrection. Uh, something tells me this discussion will be shorter, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, it came out in 2002. The IMDb synopsis reads: Three years after he later last, I'm sorry, terrorized his sister, Michael Myers confronts her again before traveling to Hollow Haddonfield to deal with the cast and crew of a reality show, which is being broadcast from his old home. That's accurate. So, Amy, when did you first see Halloween Resurrection? Just a couple days ago. Are you serious? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I literally, like, about three days ago was the first time that I had watched it. Wow. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to hear about this. So... Jackson, what about you? When did you first see Halloween Resurrection? Uh, I saw I saw this around the same time as I saw H2O. Uh, it was not the last Halloween movie I watched before watching Halloween 2018. Actually, um, I watched <laughs> I watched all the movies. I fi- I finished with Halloween Resurrection. Then I watched Halloween 2018 opening weekend, and then I watched Halloween 6. So I saved that for last. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I saw this one around the same time as I watched H2O, probably the day after. Um, and uh, it's. <laughs> I hated it first time watching it. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I mellowed a little bit this time around. It's goofy. It's very much of its time. It's it's quite possibly the most 2002 movie of all time, other than that one Hellraiser <laughs> movie where they also incorporated the internet. Yeah. That had, yeah. That had um, uh, Lance some, Henriksen in it. Yeah, Lance Henriksen yeah. is in it. Yeah, which was so weird because that movie was also trying to do the meta thing. I remember in, in that Hellraiser movie, he's like, if you need anything, just scream. And then he looks at the camera. But anyways, the movies from this time are pretty much garbage. But um, uh, but I, I came out of this era. So that's, you know, it can't be all that bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've mellowed on it a lot. I, I've mellowed on all the, the bad movies of the franchise. I mean, I, I gave uh, I gave five and six average ratings. I didn't even give them negative ratings. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good movie. But from its time, it's very, very average. Well, I saw this on opening night in Ithaca, New York, a year before you were born, Jackson, while I was in law school. I had mixed feelings at the time, but we'll see about that later. So the plot is that Michael Myers tracks down Lori, who's in a mental institution. She has been quietly planning on confronting Michael after she learns that the person she beheaded at the end of H2O was, in fact, a paramedic who Michael grabbed, crushed his larynx, and traded places with. And so she traps Michael, but she needs to know if it's him, not sure who else it would be. Um, and she's killed for it. Meanwhile, back in Haddonfield, Dangertainment CEO Freddie Harris, played by Busta Rhymes, is hosting an online show where a group of college students have to spend the night in the Myers house, which, by the way, has gotten much, much bigger since the first one. Um, 
I'm scared to ask, but Amy, what do you think of the plot of Halloween Resurrection? Well, I I have to second that it's it's such a 2000 odds movie. It just yeah. everything about it is just dripping off the screen of of you know that whole the it reminds you on. of Dial Up and AOL, doesn't it? Yeah, it really. I mean, it just the even the Palm Pilot just. Everything about oh, it is gosh, yeah. so. This isn't really a great time for horror movies, so it's just in that pantheon of like, we're gonna go through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, Jackson, what do you think of the plot, buddy? Terrible. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's fine. I I really I hate that that thing with the with the uh, paramedic. It's so. Just the way they go about that is just ridiculous. And and it was being set up. I know that was the intention the whole time, because if you watch H2O, he is feeling at his mask, and it's, like, very uncharacteristic of Michael to be that panicked. Um, I, I read it. I choose to read it as he was just – he had just been knocked silly. You know, he was, he was pinned uh, between an ambulance and a tree branch. Maybe he was just – just totally out of his mind maybe and this is what one way to read it maybe he had been in a daze he had been in a serial killer daze ever since he had killed judas back in back in the the 50s and maybe now he was just now coming out of it and he's like whoa where am i um why am i now 40 years old but um I don't know. Anyways, just ter- just that whole thing with with Jamie Lee and the in the the men- mental institute just feels very it's just awful. And and I, I appreciate them finally killing off <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like, get me out of here, please. And they're, they put yeah, her in a bad she, wig. Yeah, she requested that. Yeah. Yeah. And they put her in a bad, bad wig one, one last time as a reference, I guess, to, to the Halloween 2. Just awful. And the, the whole thing with the, with the internet show, it's just so... They were trying to be cutting cutting edge, and honestly, though, you know, this movie would have been less interesting if they didn't have that aspect. If it was just a bunch of teens walking around the the Myers house, I appreciate the fact that they have webcams. It's very quaint. It definitely dates it in a good way. I, I think it's very charming. I'm like, hey, this is a couple months before I was born. This is what it's like, huh? Um, but uh, but yeah, just just not a good script. It's j- just overall just just bad, isn't it? Oh, well, we'll talk about that. But it, it is very dated. I, I remember when I saw it, I didn't mind it. But now looking back, you know, nearly 20 years later, it, it's clearly much more dated than almost any of the other Halloween films. I feel like Halloween, Halloween 2 are kind of timeless because, quite frankly, you could have said Halloween in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, um, even early '90s, but this one is definitely of its time, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's just yes. I mean, we talked about this a little bit with H2O, where it's like it does look dated, but it, it's still enjoyable, and the camera work is competent. With this, you can't even say that it looks dated, and the technical aspects are dated. Uh we'll talk about that. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that. I. I um, like I said, it is dated, but let's talk about the cast. We've discussed Jamie Lee Curtis, and we've all fawned over her. Amy, what do you think of her quick demise in this one? Well, I, it's... <sighs> <laughs> first of all, as I referenced before, I do think that she was sleepwalking through this one. But again, why? Why would she not? She really even 
while she was promoting this movie was just eye rolling about this movie. She did not want any part of yeah, it. Yeah, she's who she's called it a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. called it and, garbage. And, I mean, think about it. She's got a Bugs Bunny trap set for Michael Myers. At the <laughs> I didn't think of, of it that way, but that's perfect. You're right. Yeah. And uh, you know, the the the, the there's Alistair, my son, actually brought this up, and I think this was a really good point. When she does realize, like at that last minute, she wants to pull the mask off. How would she know that that was the right guy? Because she's never seen Michael Myers' face, so how would she know that that was Michael Myers, even if she did take off the mask? That well, she did see his face briefly in one. If she was looking up, if she was looking up, she may not have been because there's that just brief scene in one. But Wait, you're right. You know, right. first of all, even if she did see it, it's been twenty years. Yeah. How would you know? Right. That's a good exactly. point. That, that's a valid point. Yeah. Absolutely. So that that was something. And then I know that this is a little bit further down, but the when he goes and gives the knife to the to the crazy guy who's yeah. doing the uh, the guy who's obsessed with serial killers. Yeah. Right. I just I and what mental institution is giving him reading material on serial killers? I just the. the Amount of like, no one said, no, this is not a good look. This is yeah. not. <laughs> it, it, it just the, the rabbit hole of crappiness in this movie is just unbelievable. Yeah, there's there's a lot here. So, uh, Jackson, what do you think? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, just yep. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I hate that. I hated that she was killed so quickly. I'm pretty sure Rick Rosenthal was thinking, Ooh, this will be like, we'll put her name, uh, face on the poster. This will be like an homage to her mom and psycho. She gets killed quick. And, you know, and we've got this guy who's homaging all these serial killers. But then if you spend 10 seconds thinking about it, has nobody been up on that roof to see the trap she's setting? And Amy, you're right. They're Looney Tunes traps. It's it's you know it's Roadrunner kind of stuff. And then on top of that, he's able to Michael Myers is able to break through a mental institution door. That I'm sorry, those things are usually oh. metal, by oh. the way. And on top of oh. all of that, you know, you're giving a guy who is in a mental institution. Yeah, you can wear your serial killer masks. And hey, here's some reading material on Ted Bundy. It makes no sense. No, it, it, literally, like, you know what you're in store for in the first 10 minutes. You're just like, oh, like, buckle up, because here we go. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, along with Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, which I agree, Amy, she's kind of phoning in here. She didn't want to do this. We've got Buster Rhymes as Freddy. Um, Amy? Your opinion of Buster Rhymes is Freddy. You guys are going to be all over me on this, but I actually think that Buster Rhymes, for the material he was given, I think he did a good job. I'm I with know that you guys are going to. I know. I am with you. I am with you. I don't think he was terrible. I think uh, he's given some material 
that is bat crap crazy that doesn't make Absolutely. any sense. But I think him as an actor, I think he was fine. Jackson? I think he got a, a, a tough break because this movie was so poorly received that I think he could have easily had uh, ice tea or, you know, or an LL Cool J career where he did like, you know, TV or stuff like that. But because this movie had such bad lines and was picked apart so poorly that he got kind of screwed. I, I agree with you. I, I I think he has a screen charisma. I think he's I think he's a competent actor. I don't think he's bad at all. Jackson, do you disagree? I think he's entertaining. I don't think he's a competent actor. I wouldn't be like, let's see him in a drama. Um, but uh, but I, 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 I thought he was entertaining. I, I did think he was charismatic, not in the same way as LL Cool J. I didn't like his character, didn't want to hang out with his character. Well, I think they're different. They're very different people. Sure. I think they're both charismatic. I just think that LL Cool J comes across. He's got that quality, and people are going to hate me for saying this. Um, it's like, even if an Adam Sandler movie is terrible, I still kind of want to hang out with Adam Sandler. <laughs> and it's like LL Cool J is like, I want to hang out with LL Cool J. He just seems like a likable guy, a, just a really positive, wonderful person to be around. Whereas Buster Rhymes, I just think he is charismatic. Yeah. You know, I, I was entertained by him. I, I did like him, him kind of yelling at Michael um, that was, that was well, kind of fun. Well, that makes no sense. Are, are you going to tell me that Buster Rhymes is going to cuss you out and Michael Myers is going to turn around? But again, well, going it, back it, to what Amy said, it's yeah. the material he's given. Yeah. there And there's bad lines. I mean, that trick-or-treat uh, yeah. <laughs> reference. Trick-or-treat mf or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. It's, it's, it's just bad lines. He is entertaining, but he's not... I don't think he's a good actor. I wouldn't be like, I, you know, let's look into, let's look into Buster Rhymes. Let's, let's put him on the, I on the would, I would, I would give him an audition for a dramatic role. I think he could pull it off. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We agree to disagree. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't, that Buster Rhymes and, and Tyra Banks just don't work for me in this movie. Oh, um, oh, but, I was gonna uh, bring her up next. Really? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's 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 dive in. Tyra Banks as Nora. Uh -huh. um, okay, I'll state up front. I gotta make sure my wife's not around. I had a crush on her, um, <laughs> so I'm not objective at all here. Um, I thought she was just fine. Miss Banks, if you're listening, you were just wonderful. Um, yeah, I had a huge crush on her through the '90s. Uh, Amy, did did you dislike Tyra Banks as Nora? I I didn't like her. I'm sorry. Oh. It, it, <laughs> oh. I thought that she was again just the whole dance sequence just cringe, cringe, cringe. So yeah, that, that's the screenplay's problem, right? I mean, that's not her. Well, Come she's on. the one dancing. <laughs> I just I, I didn't care for her and I'm a big, I actually was huge into top model you know and and yeah. so, so I'm not a Tyra Banks hater by any means and I think that she was good in higher learning but I, I couldn't I couldn't take her in this one uh, and so Jackson I'm I sorry think, <laughs> that's all right now we, you know what it feels like don't hang up 
when you guys when you guys were 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 two on one uh, with Busta Rhymes, now 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 we're against you, Dad. See how it feels. I think she's a fine actress. By the way, I believe, if I remember correctly, she's a member of Mensa. She's a very intelligent human being who also just happens to be a very attractive human being. And I think she's very talented. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All righty. Next, um, we have the high school students watching online and the crew, you know, at the house. Um, what did you think of what is essentially a supporting cast um, with the people at the house and the high school students. Amy, what did you think of them? I, I, that doesn't sound good. I, I just like, just, I'm, I know this is a podcast, so it's not a good look. I'm just shaking my head with my hand on my forehead. I'm just like, it's, be, be it, honest. Speak your truth. Go ahead. Go they ahead. Were fine. For the for the the two the the, the uh, Decker, he yep. was fine. He, he didn't, you know. Again, I don't even necessarily blame any of these actors. I think that they were all fine to 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 even good, but yeah, you know, especially the, the Tyra material Banks. they Go were given, <laughs> except for Tyra Banks, which oh, was no. yeah, which just. I just, Decker was fine. He was fine. What did you think of the college students in the house, like Katie Sackhoff and and so forth, and and Sean Patrick Thomas as Rudy, the chef? And so, what do you think of them? All the people in the house. I thought that oh god, stereotypical. Like, just yeah. you got to have the. Got you know like the the dark brooding guy and then the over sexualized girl and you right. know just very much you know you got to check those boxes kind of thing you know and and that's what I felt like with this movie. Fair enough, Jackson. Terrible. Really, just just even not Sean a Patrick Thomas as Rudy. I loved him, the chef. I loved him. <sighs> I guess I don't know. He oh. he hits Michael with a rolling pin, right? That's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. It's just a oh. very very bland. He very gets bland triple. Cast. He gets triple bobbed. Uh -huh. If you follow what I'm saying, he does. He does get triple bobbed. But I mean, that's not. This is what the fiftieth time we've seen Michael pin somebody to a wall with a sharp object. It's like, yeah, he did do that, but we also saw that with the nurse in Halloween 6, and obviously Bob, and he's been lifting people off the ground for forever. It's just, I, I think the door is kind of a cool idea, how he, he's swinging on the back of the door. Fine, you know, that's, it. the characters, though, are just not good. They're really just not. I it's, it's, like Sean Patrick Thomas as Rudy the Chef. They're just, that's they're just all quick. I like him. They're just all quip vehicles. I mean, it doesn't even, it, yeah, they I have agree no character. I with that, but I think that Sean Patrick Thomas, because I think he's charismatic enough that I think his character shines through. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween oh, Resurrection. Oh, boy. I am, uh, I am on a yeah desert island here. All right. So, directed by Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween 2, um, thoughts on his work. Amy, what do you think? 
again, I, I don't understand when you're, you know, obviously I'm not a filmmaker, but after certain things, like, don't you say, this is just stupid. <laughs> Being the director is like that you're supposed to be the one paying attention. And it's like, just drives me crazy that he is obviously a very competent director. He he knows what he's doing. He has a history. Yeah. I just don't understand if like maybe, which I have not seemed to find anywhere, the studio getting involved. But usually you can find something like that nowadays on the internet. The studio was involved and would, gave you notes and I had to do what they wanted. I did not find any of that. So if you're going to blame anybody, it's going to be the writer and the director. And that's who I'm blaming right now. All right. Fair enough. Jackson, what did you think of Mr. Rosenthal's work here? Well, what can I say? It's a long fall from 1998. It's just a little harmless sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. So. Uh, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so Rick Rosenthal uh, made a great movie with Halloween, too. Uh, so... That's what I'll say about Rick Rosenthal. <laughs> um, I hear from you that Bad Boys and American Dreamer are good. Uh, I don't know how you feel on you feel on Ruskies, but uh, I haven't but, seen Ruskies. Uh, Rick Rosenthal, really, really just uh, just there for the paycheck. Oh boy! All right, so uh, the kills. Now, we do get some more brutal kills than we got in the last couple of movies, or at least in Halloween H2O, like we do get the homage to Peeping Tom with the tripod kill, which I liked. Um, Amy, were the kills good here or no? You're going more and more out on that island, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I am. I am out there. I've got the bonfire going. <laughs> I've got the leave spell and help. Yeah, I'm out Wilson. there. Wilson! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't, I, even if it, I see I'm at a loss for words. I'm like, ah, because the kills like were, the I did not find kill. them good. You didn't like no. the beheading? Uh, you didn't like any of those? Oh. No, okay. because they were ridiculous. Again, this I, I almost wish that they had leaned into it harder with the comedy that way, because now it that's a good point. I can like see. Borderline. Yeah, if they'd gone more Tucker Dale versus Evil, yeah. I can see this being a different movie, and yeah, it may have been more successful. I can see that. I'm I, okay. I'm with you there. Because I, you know, this I've said it to to my husband this morning because we rewatched it again because. It didn't stick with me the first time. I'm like, I better rewatch this because yeah. the stupid it didn't stick in my brain. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so I'm I'm like, I know that you know you can watch this and it's entertainingly bad. You know, you can't. It's I could totally see MST3K taking this one on for sure because yeah. yeah. they won't do movies that are boring or you can't have fun with. This one was watchably bad. All right, I'll, I'll take that. Jackson, what about you? Did, did, did you not enjoy the kills at all? Not even the tripod kill, nothing? 
kills were fine. Tripod kill was was pretty. It was it was bloody, which I thought was cool. I like that we see the the tripod spike, which I'm not really sure. I don't have any tripods with spikes that sharp on them, <laughs> but know, yeah. maybe maybe it's special. I don't know. Reality shows use that that thing. Uh, maybe they they poke the people to get them angry, and then they get better reactions out of them. I don't know. But uh, but it was it was cool seeing it go through through all the way through his neck. I mean. Uh, looked pretty good, I guess, and I like that the first person peeping Tom type thing. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's that's pretty cool. I don't remember a single other kill. I remember that Tyra Banks is killed off screen because she's like hanging up in the garage yeah. or whatever or something. She's it's who it, would kill Tyra Banks? That's a that's a tragedy. They probably wanted to stop her dancing. They're like, don't don't do that anymore. Hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> But uh but, dare you, sir. But um yeah, so kills kills are fine. I mean, it's a Halloween movie. There's always gonna be, you know, it's Michael Myers stabbing people. That's 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 fun enough. And we already talked about, you know, it's fine. Rudy's kill, you know, the the triple triple bob, you know, that's that's all right. That I I don't mind that. So the kills aren't aren't offensively bad or boring. They're definitely not as uh as slashery and gory as as Halloween two or as sophisticated and like minimalist as Halloween one. Uh, or even H2O, but, uh, you know, fine. The horror movie, it's okay, you know. Uh, yeah. All right, we've got to talk about this, because I know I will get Twitter messages if we don't. Buster Rhymes going all martial arts on Michael Myers. Thoughts, I'm afraid to ask. Amy, you go first. Well, they did set it up. It wasn't they just did. out of left. Again, I don't blame Buster Rhymes for any of that. That was written, and he played it off as best as he could. And, and, you know, was it stupid? Yeah, but it went with the rest (laughs) of the movie, I guess you could say. (laughs) Oh, Jackson, what about you? What did you think of Buster Rhymes going all Bruce Lee? (laughs) Well, I'm, they did set it up. They did add that's Chekhov's gun right there. Uh, right. But, um, oh boy. Uh, you know, I said it already. Buster Rhymes is entertaining in this movie. Um, he's really just going at it. He's, you know, he's having fun with it, I guess. Whatever. He does, he does seem to be having fun with it. You he is having fun. Yeah. I mean, if you get if you get to crane kick Michael Myers, I mean, I call that a good day. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's just it's just not. It's really just not a good movie, is it? I mean, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Frankly, I mean, there's no single aspect where I'm like, you know, actually, this showed a lot of promise, and I really think they they could have developed on this, and then it would have been, you know, a tier movie. Now it's. You know, if they would have taken the Kung Fu out, left it in, whatever. Still Halloween Resurrection. Ah, all right. Well, let's... Anything else we want to talk about with this? I have something, if you don't have anything, Amy. I can't think of anything. Like I said, you could we could sit here well over the, the time <laughs> of the movie and just pick it apart. There's so there's so many things, stupid lines and stupid decisions, and I, it's it's just I don't have really anything more to add without getting into the weeds. All right, Jackson. What else? What do you have? Uh, I just have a note that for well, two notes actually. First of all, this came out in July. 
Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, it did. I saw it in the summer, yeah, it did. Why? And didn't H2O come out in August? What is going on with this? Like, it's it's not that I... hard. It's Halloween. But late Late September, October, or not at all, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's odd choice. Um, and another thing, it's, I, I found it funny that the, the made-up, like, reality TV-ified Myers house looked more like the Myers house and Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> it's pretty much just, yeah. they were like, it, this that is... The Myers it, house looks, is ridiculous. And yeah. I mean, it's, and, yeah, it's ridiculous. And they're um, like, this yeah. looks suspicious. This is too perfect to be a serial killer's house. And then, you know, <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween, it's like, we see all this stuff just unironically. And it's like, oh, okay, well, Rob Zombie watched that. And he's like, you know, that's actually a good idea. I'm going to do that. Um, but, uh, but yep, uh, that, 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 that includes my ideas, my notes, uh, my thoughts on, on Halloween Resurrection. It's Halloween Resurrection. And um, I'm ready to rate it. <laughs> All right, let's rate and review the sucker. I will go first. I initially gave this a 3.5 out of 10 on Letterboxd. But believe it or not, I've gone up a bit. Um, I can't argue with anything you guys have said. However, I have a crush on Tyra Banks. So I'm going with a 4.5 out of 10. I call it a stream. You can find it on AMC+. Plus. I may even be able to go up to a five. I, I can't defend the movie, but I find parts of it entertaining. Amy, what do you say? I'm going to give this movie a three, but again, with the caveat that I actually think that it's, if you got a group of people that are entertaining and you know you want to have a good time just ripping a movie apart this one is definitely it because i laughed at this harder than some comedies that i've seen <laughs> so it's a good party movie it is a good party movie it's it ah. just it, again you're not gonna do not sit down thinking that you are gonna get scared or or have any kind of like nightmares from this movie yeah, I can't argue with that. Jackson, what do you say? I'm actually not uh, going as low as, as maybe you expected me to. I'm I'm coming in at a four out of ten. I'm actually I'm actually not putting that that low because it was so entertaining. Like I said, it's it's a bad movie. Uh, I think subjectively and objectively, I think it's it's a bad movie. <laughs> I if you meet someone whose favorite movie of Halloween Resurrection, run. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's not it's not a great not a great movie, but it's it's pretty entertaining, and I actually think it was more entertaining than Halloween Six. So. You know, it's it's fun. It's it's uh, yeah, four out of ten. I don't know. I own it, so you know, something to be said about that. All right. Well, folks, stay tuned for who and what is up next. You can find more from us over at fatherandsonwatchhorror.com, and we have a Twitter account at fathersonhorror, and we have a closed Facebook group. Just search for it. We are able to do this thanks to our generous supporters at Patreon, and you can join for as little as $2.50 a month and vote in our horror Oscars, suggest movie reviews, get access to Jackson's videos, suggest movies for him to review, etc. And all funds go to help Jackson get through film school. So, Amy, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Shaka Swan. Uh, and I do coach uh, Shoreline Roller Derby, and that's in uh, awesome. Groton, Connecticut. You, uh, you can like the page on Facebook. 
uh, they're pretty active on there. Uh, right now, we're taking still a little bit of a time to get back from COVID, but we're starting sure. to build back up. And um, please, if you have if any way to go onto the Patreon and give some money, you're actually doing... I've, I've done Patreons for a bunch of different podcasts. This is the only one I do anymore because I am, feel like I am putting oh. towards the money for somebody who is actually going to be doing what we talk about every single week. So if you got wow. the $2 and it's not going to hurt you, please do it. Thank you, Amy. And thank you so much. And also your son does, you know, some artwork and stuff and where can they find his work at? You know what? He hasn't been doing it, uh, but it's it's, it's no, out he's there, been doing it's still it, out there, right? Yeah, he, he hasn't been doing the YouTube channel so much. He's he just does is been drawing. Actually, he's starting to dabble into watercolors. So oh, wow. I'm very proud of him. He's you know, I tried to talk him into coming today. Uh, I He watched Halloween Resurrection first. <laughs> I think oh, he was like, I don't think no I'm going to watch H2O. Come on. <laughs> oh, I know. oh, but uh, her, you know, Steve and Amy's son, Alistair, is a very gifted artist. So check his stuff out online. Absolutely check his stuff out online. He is very gifted. Thank you. Thank you. I like to think so. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, Jackson, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kane underscore Hero 12. That's K A I N E underscore Hero 12. Uh, and you can find my YouTube and Letterbox pages from there. And yet, uh, about the Patreon, I have a video coming. Uh, it's 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 coming a little later than I expected, but it'll it'll be coming. Uh, and it's it's a movie that's been hotly con contested, hotly it divides people, and and that's my favorite kind of movie, as I'm sure you already know. <laughs> so <laughs> so look forward to that. But um, but yeah, so you, that's where you can find me online, and um, always yeah, you were because you know Greg and Pearl Mer uh, Morgan are your godparents, and they were about right. ready to um, dismiss you for dissing Night of the Demon. So you better yes. be careful. Yes, I know. I'm I'm hot water. I'm I'm really just uh, yeah. I'm putting myself in jeopardy here, but that that's all right. You know, I gotta say how I feel. I get you. So I can be found at, at Pastor Matt on uh, at, at Pastor Matt R. Excuse me on Twitter and Letterboxd. So Jackson, what do we have coming up next? Next, as I'm I'm sure you've anticipated, and I'm sure everybody is, has anticipated. They're like, oh boy, here it comes. Um, is Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two? That's right. We're taking the plunge here. Next week, we will be covering Rob Zombie Halloween 1 and 2 with Brian Scott and Barely Ashley, and that'll be a lot of fun because I know that uh, with differing opinions here, uh, we have some people who, who originally hated this movie and now appreciate it. We have some people who still hate this movie. We have some people who like this movie. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can look forward to that next week. Um, and uh, no matter where you fall, you'll have somebody supporting you. And, buddy, tell everyone how film school is going. Film school is going great. Uh, I don't know if you've ever taken a film appreciation class, but getting credit for watching Casablanca and writing an essay about it is a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> All right, man. So thanks for everyone for listening. But, Jackson, go ahead and say goodbye to the good people. Goodbye. And remember to tune in next week for, as I said, a very non-divisive episode where everybody will reach a positive consensus on the movies we discuss before eating cookies and cupcakes and riding unicorns over rainbows. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, the family that watches horror movies together 
slays together. Once again, I want to thank the great people over on Patreon. Dave Becker, Greg Bench, Ryan Bratton, Dan George, Ian Urza, Kevin Corpy, James McFeeders, Ashley Pinkard, Greg Amortis and Pearl from LOTV, Raul Rivera, Joe Robertson, Greg Russell, Brian Scott, Stefan Sitter, Amy Swan, and Trey Whetstone. Thank you all so much. You make this podcast possible. Black eyes, like a doll's eye.